Good evening, and it is I, the Corpus Christi Joker, and welcome to J-Waves. Today, we are going to be doing the review and opinion for Black Widow 2021 Marvel movie. It is two hours and 12 minutes long, PG-13, and it is the standalone movie for the Black Widow superhero from all the Avengers and everything else from Disney slash Marvel, starring... Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, Natasha, and co-starring Florence Pugh, David Arbor, Rachel Wise, Ray Weinstone, and I would also include in there Olga Kirilenko. I, start, I first want to start off with, um, I absolutely love Scarlett Johansson as um, Black Widow in every uh, movie that she's ever been in, starting from Iron Man 2. I think she was the heart and soul of the Avengers team. I think she did a very fantastic job all the way through. Um, many of my friends ask questions, you know, after the first Avengers movie in 2012, like, why? How could she? How could she stand with Captain America and Thor and Iron Man? You know, um, being that she was the only female of the group, like, how could she stand toe to toe? And shoulder to shoulder with those guys. And I told him, you know, Scarlet Witch, I mean, excuse me, Black Widow, Scarlet Johansson, um, in the in the comics is, is formidable. She's amazing, you know. There's so much involved and she's been uh she's been around for forever and she's just fantastic. So I went into the movie wanting to see them showcase her in a standalone movie to justify her as the hero that I know her to be in the comics and also how they portrayed her in the other movies and um, well in Black Widow the standalone movie um, I don't think they did that I, I really wanted to leave the theater and go like anybody just off the street could go in there and see this movie and say oh so that's why Black Widow is so amazing so like badass and I don't, I don't feel that they did that job here and I'm going to go into many reasons why. Um, one of the reasons is this movie really isn't explaining anything about Black Widow. It doesn't focus on her. It doesn't give us any insight into her and what her and Hawkeye did. I mean, Hawkeye didn't even make a cameo. I believe that both Hawkeye and Captain America should have made some kind of a cameo or um, showing because they had so much involved with her. She was the closest to Captain America. She had been close, apparently, to Hawkeye, Clint Barton, and for them to not even, like, be there. I understand what was going on in the story, but there was a lot of flashbacks. And in the flashbacks, they should have shown that. Um, I also think that they lessened Black Widow's character by not giving her a formidable uh, villain. The spoiler alert... But the Taskmaster that we get is not the Taskmaster that we've gotten in the comics, we received in the comics. Yes, there was a woman Taskmaster in a Deadpool comic many years ago, but even that Taskmaster wasn't the Taskmaster that we understand from, like, Avengers lore and also Spider-Man lore. Um, I don't understand why they wouldn't just give her a the real Taskmaster to go up against, especially when she has a crew, her family, to go up against someone like Taskmaster. It would be fantastic to see the real Taskmaster 
going after her and being the main uh, villain of this movie and her defeating him and, and going like, wow, yeah, she is amazing. She can take on the, a real villain. Why they wouldn't give her a real villain and they give her this lesser villain is beyond me. Like, think if Captain America First Avenger, they don't give him Red Skull. They give him, like, a person that is a version of Red Skull, not Red Skull. That would cheapen Captain America. Even with Thor, like, if Thor didn't get Loki or... It would be, it's just, it is outrageous to me, honestly, um, that they wouldn't give Scarlet, aka um, Black Widow, a real villain to go up against like she couldn't handle it. I believe that she could. I believe that she could have handled the real Taskmaster. I believe she really could have handled on her own any Marvel villain that is a real villain, not a made-up one that no one's ever heard of and is not formidable at all um just to just so at the end of it she can have a i don't know some kind of a triumphant win maybe but even then that doesn't make any sense no other avenger would have this type of treatment like if hulk was to fight a version of an abomination not their vicious abomination that wouldn't make his win that much more spectacular you know he he fought the best version of abomination cap fought the best version of red skull um iron man fought the best versions of all the villains that they put in his movies she black widow fought the worst version of a villain and what that doesn't make any sense to showcase black widow they should have given her the best version of taskmaster and then she triumphs over that evil to me it is just outrageous it really is i just don't understand it at all but that's pretty much all the negative i'll talk about i don't want to bore you with all the negative talk florence Pugh, i mean completely stole the show as um her sister yelen bovova she was amazing she did fantastic. I was cheering for her. I loved her character. I loved her everything. I think she was fantastic. I think this movie more showcased her than Black Widow. It was it was a spectacular performance. I think they also stole some of Florence Pugh's thunder when she had the end credit scene and um, they interjected somebody from one of the Disney Plus sto- um, shows they should have let her have her moment with Black Widow's body and and, uh, and gravesite. Um, adding in, again, trying to be, I guess, funny or whatever, it, it kind of cheapened that whole scene for me. I was pretty disappointed in that. Um, I love David Arbor. I think he's fantastic. He did amazing as Red Guardian. He was so perfect as that character and as the dad. Just amazing but again I feel like they've cheapened him just a bit because he was getting his his ass whipped really by this lesser taskmaster um again it doesn't make any sense on how the red guardian who I guess this is our version of a red guardian maybe he's not the real red guardian or maybe this is just the sub red guardian like they're saying this is not the real taskmaster this is our 
Realms Test Master, so that's why it's not the real Test Master. I don't know, but all I know is this is a superhuman, and he's a super soldier that can flip a trailer with no problem, and um, but for some reason, he's out-wrestled and outmanned all types of people, but when he comes against this lesser Task Master, he's just getting his ass whipped non-stop, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Other than that, his performance was solid. Fantastic performance. Rachel Wise was amazing. She still has got it. I mean, we all fell in love with her in The Mummy. And from then on till now, she's just been a very uh, shining highlight for any movie that she touches. I love her in Constantine. And um, once again here, she shows that she is just so, like, classy. She adds a different type of class to this to any part that he touches but I mean like I said we all fell in love with her in the first mummy and um I think we'll never ever forget that that ultimate love for Rachel Weiss she's so beautiful and she does a fantastic job as Melina um the villains of the of the of the movie is Ray Weinstone as Drakov and um as I mentioned earlier um, Olya Kurlinko is his daughter play and she's also the taskmaster they did a gender swap which i don't really mind honestly like if they did a gender swap then a hundred percent say it's taskmaster and that it has the abilities of taskmaster don't say that it's because of the helmet and it's because of brainwashing and this and that no we we want the cunning smart kind of diabolical version of taskmaster they still could have done a gender swap that's fine I don't mind that, but I want the best version of Taskmaster to go against the best version of Black Widow and Cast. I don't want a sub-Taskmaster to go against the best versions of the other ones. It doesn't make any sense to me. But back to Ray Weinstone, again, solid performance. I mean, these are professional people that I've seen in other films that just do a fantastic job in whatever film they touch. Um, Ray Weinstone's voice was spectacular as Beowulf, the animated Beowulf. He's so amazing. But he's also done so many different movies that he's been so fantastic in. And to come in and to play this part and to really have about 25 minutes of, of screen time and then to use that screen time to build a payoff when he gets his uh, is a hard thing to do for any actor. But I think he pulled it off nicely and... Uh, I wish we had more of him. I know this is a very quick uh, telling of the Red Room, but I, I, I wish there had been more of a telling and uh, he had more time to build this villainous character. So that hatred that we needed to have when he gets his, when they get the payoff, would have felt a lot better. But for the little bit that we got, I'd say for the 25 minutes of acting that we got from Ray Weinstone, it's 25 minutes of well-spent money on him. He is fantastic. I do feel bad, of course, for Olga playing this Taskmaster. The hate that I've seen, uh, I don't think it's justified, but I do understand it. As I said, you know, as a comic reader, comic fan, and also as a writer, and also as a movie critic, and also as a you know, movie lover, um, I would, I really wish they had said, hey, Olga, you know, you're going to be playing Taskmaster. 
but you're going to be the best version of Taskmaster. And you might even be a villain for the next couple of movies. You know, we're going to build, we're going to build it. Because it would have been fantastic if she did stuff, got defeated, gets put into jail or whatever. The holding cells on the island next to Scott Lang. Just kidding. And could be a formidable opponent later on. Like Zemo gets her out or... You know, make her the best version of Taskmaster. That's basically all I'm saying. Uh, I think I think Olga's beautiful. She's an old, she's an ex Bond girl. She's so gorgeous. And what they did to her, and how they did this, reveal and everything. I mean, again, it screams X Men Origins. It actually, this whole movie screams like it was written by X Men writers. I'm not really sure. On who wrote it, I know it's a guy named Eric Pearson, Jack Schaefer, and Ned Benson, but I don't know if they wrote anything from the X-Men movies, but this movie screams X-Men like you would not believe, and I feel very terrible about that, because if if you know me really well, you know I'm not a big fan of any of the X-Men movies, I think they're all terrible, terrible um, renditions of any of the X-Men. It kind of goes in the same line of what I've said here. Like, I can't show anybody any X-Men movie and say, this is why I love the X-Men. This is why I love Wolverine or Cyclops or any of them. There's not a movie that's made live action that I can say, this is why I love Wolverine. I can't show them any live action movie. I can't show them any live action movie from, to say, Cyclops or Jean Grey or anybody. I mean, they're, I think they're some of the worst movies, like, ever made. X-Men 1 is a guilty conscience because it was so, I mean, a guilty conscience, hello, a guilty pleasure and it gives me a guilty conscience to say that, but I really do wish X-Men 1 was a lot better than it it is. I mean, yes, I love Hugh Jackman. I think Hugh Jackman is an amazing actor, an amazing performer. I just wish, again, as I've stated here, that we had gotten the best versions of each of the characters. Instead, we got a type of Wolverine. We got a type of Cyclops. We didn't get the best version of any of them. So this movie reminds me of that. The only, like I said, the only shining light from the movie was Florence Pugh as Yelena, her sister. I mean, she was spot on spectacular. She was so good. The right emotions, I felt, I felt everything she felt. Um, I think the dinner table scene, when they're talking about uh, how, how if it was real or not to each of them, and when she walks off and David Arbor follows her into the room and tries to talk to her and then starts singing the song. All that was very, just very fantastic acting. And it, it's the emotion on her face, so she does steal the show. Um, as far as um, action, I mean, this is a Marvel masterpiece. As far as, you know, they, they got well, Weta Workshop involved, they got ILM involved, so this is some of, some of the really nice-looking uh, special effects as far as uh, everything, um, gorgeous stuff. So the production value on it and the cinematography on it is gorgeous. I mean, it's shot very beautifully. Um, is it worth seeing in the theater? Uh, I would say, sure. If you absolutely just want to see a movie in the theater, this wouldn't be a bad one to go see. I would rather... Um, I'd rather they had released Tomorrow War in the theater. I'd go see that in the theater at least three to four times. Uh comparatively to this one but I think this is a good one-time viewing just to I think it's more out of respect to the Black Widow character and to Scarlett Johansson because she deserved her own movie she deserved 
her own standalone movie like I believe all the Avengers do. I think Hawkeye should have the same type of thing, but not if he's going to get treated like this. Had this been Hawkeye's movie, and instead of Black Widow, it was Hawkeye, and Hawkeye fought this Taskmaster, and Hawkeye had to deal with these types of situations, I would be equally as angry as I am uh, talking about this right now. I would want Hawkeye to go up against, you know, a good villain that is the best version of that villain to go up against Hawkeye. I just can't believe that this is the villain and storyline and story that we got for Black Widow. It actually makes me quite sad. Um, I believe Scarlett Johansson deserved to have a showcasing of her uh, ability to go up against a real villain. Um, we got to see her heart. We got to see that she cares. But I think we already knew that, you know? And that might be part of it, too. It's like we know the ending before the the beginning and this is supposed to be the filler of the middle uh, even on the synopsis that I've read a couple of them online it literally says the story of Black Widow in between Civil War and Endgame you know like that's the uh, that's the, the write up between it so I think that's interesting it's like yeah I guess this that's what this movie is but I think it also should be a showcase of of her like going against stuff you know she should really but I also thought it was going to be about you know um Hawkeye and her adventures in Budapest uh because they mentioned it about three times in the whole entire series and all we got was a flashback of her in the car by herself talking to people and it wasn't like a it wasn't like Avengers at all I mean the classic line was like she's like this reminds me of Budapest and she says sh and Hawkeye says, well, you and I remember that very differently. Apparently, the way she remembers it is absolutely completely boring. And I don't know why she would make that comparison, <laughs> judging from this movie. Um, I wanted to see that. I rather had seen that movie instead of what we got. Um, and that's not a stab against anybody that's in the movie. I just wish that's what it had been. <sighs> I don't know. I, I am I am extremely disappointed. I feel really terrible giving a negative review towards any movie, um, especially this one, because I believe Scarlett Johansson earned to have a spectacular um, story and also performance and movie based on the character that she's been playing for so long now. And forever, she will be loved by my by me and other fans that I know for, her, for, for the part that she played in the most amazing cinematic masterpieces for the last 10 years in, in what is the Avengers movies like they can never take away the scene from Avengers 2012 where they all you know get in that circle and it's a beautiful scene that is all in, that's ingrained in our brains that 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 live through that in the theaters forever so I believe that image of her is the standard that this movie didn't reach like she'll never be better than that that met part and i'm not sure if that has anything to do with how i went into this movie because i'm thinking that scene alone creates an emotion that i feel still to this day that this movie didn't match um and i really really wanted it to for her i wanted to leave the theater going yes you know instead i felt like this was like a two-hour movie preview for a disney plus show 
that I may or may not be interested in, depending on how and what it's about. Um, hunting Clinton Barton, Hawkeye, makes no sense to me. How could anybody know that what happened in the cliffs of uh, Vormir? How can anybody know? There's no way. So how could they know to hunt him when it was all kind of secret, unless they watched the movie Endgame and Infinity War? That makes no sense to me, but I'm pretty sure we'll get it. Uh, <laughs> they'll explain all that to me where you go, oh, okay, great. Uh, but all in all, back to the movie, Black Widow, 2021, like I said, PG-13. I give it a score between 1 and 10. I'll, I'll give it a 6. I hate to say it, but I give it a 6 out of 10. Um highly disappointed I'm, I'm very sad actually by it I don't I don't like to do um anything negative like this and I don't like to make any kind of uh like sad sounding uh reviews but that's how I feel it I wanted them to showcase her in a way and have her go against a formidable opponent I just couldn't imagine like they make a Batman movie and it's against a, a Joker that is not a Joker and not a formidable opponent. Well, I mean, what makes a hero is a good villain. And I'm a villain guy. I love villains. Uh, I I love the idea of Taskmaster. I mean, he's been in a lot of different um, media, from video games to comics to cartoons, and I like that version of him. Um, so I was looking forward to seeing her go against the Taskmaster. And instead, she goes against a mindless zombie who happens to be controlled by a man that isn't formidable himself. So... Where's the where's the villainy of it all? Like where's her where's her moment of triumph? It doesn't feel like she won and it definitely doesn't feel like we won as an audience. So I'd like to know what you guys think about the movie. Uh please let me know on any of my social medias, the Corporate Street Joker Facebook or the Real Nerf Joker on Instagram. I'd like to know what you guys thought. I've read a couple of uh comments from the actual Black Widow Facebook and Instagram and I mean and what the people are saying is just I think they're off they're off the mark they're focusing too much on that Taskmaster was a woman and blah 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 like there's some kind of a secret um, motive here I don't believe that at all I believe that I believe the real injustice here is that they gave one of the greatest superheroes um, in cinema and I would even say in the Silver Age of comics, a subpar, not good enough villain to be triumphant over, and that is the real injustice. Black Widow was not able to show her absolute full potential as the hero that we know that she is to stand shoulder to shoulder against Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, the Hulk, and Hawkeye, amongst others like Black Panther, to stand shoulder to shoulder, to fight toe to toe right next to them, mano a mano, and earn her right in the infamy and of superhero in the cinema. I believe this movie did not do that. And I believe that's the, that is the real injustice against Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson as an actress. All right. 
I hope you guys enjoyed today. I would love to hear you guys' opinions on any of the things that I spoke about. I'd like to know what you guys thought about Kate Shortland's Black Widow. And until next time, stay healthy. Much love.